Oh. Oh shit. We're dads. Boom, 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 boom. He doesn't know how to talk. He cannot even walk. Cortland, you guys literally just left hey, me high and dry. Hey, hold on, I did not leave you high and dry. I worked on that hard. I told you Bear guys, really wanted to go acapella. He's trying to change our theme song. I I told you guys <laughs> that we needed a, a, a quick practice. You're okay, Bubba. You're okay. Oh, you're He's okay. laughing about <laughs> it. <laughs> Cortland's like been working on his core today. He started like putting his hands on his head and like doing mini crunches. <laughs> I told you guys we should have practiced a little stretch. bit. Look at that stretch. Bear, he's going to be flexible like you. <laughs> oh, by the way, great news. Sierra and I are okay, and there was no accident ever, and Bear has zero filter, and he decided to open up his first solo podcast, making up um, some terrible accident. Don't think you ever even specified what type of accident. I said that you guys were okay. Like it was, I, said, I said that you guys were, were going to survive. <laughs> That's well, all that really, really we got. Mattered. We got a, a multiple text asking if we're okay. And at first we were very confused. And then I guess we found out that it was because Bear um, spread some fake news. You can go over to our socials at Oh Shit uh, We're Dads on Instagram and TikTok. And you can see a great video of Bear doing yoga. Hence the last yes. podcast. So one of my favorite podcasts yet was Bear Solo just because of his... Um, no filter, and just his authentic self. It was it was fantastic. So I think we're going to try to get one of those in once a month. So Bear is going to have lots of content ready to go. He kind of was completely off script last time. It was honestly a lot of fun, uh, just kind of sitting there and talking into the to, to the ether to yourself. Uh, it was it was very like uncomfortable, and I was kind of like nervous at first. I'm just like, why am I nervous? I'm literally just sitting here talking to myself. And I were nervous. I was kind of nervous. I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like, I might just sit here and think about something for like 20 minutes and just be like, well, um, I guess that's a wrap, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, 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 I literally just panicked right off the rip. And I was just like, well, I guess I might as well like lead off with like why you guys aren't here. And it's because you were in a horrible accident, terribly injured. You barely even made it here today. Um, Denver was fine. That's what was important. I just don't get why that's the first thing. That, why weren't you just honest and say we were on a walk? Uh, that's super not interesting. Ah, Denver is pulling my hair right now. Okay. Yeah, super not this interesting. This is our new thing. You See, I had people concerned, though. You know, people were interested. It's not a great thing. Nobody cares about Zach, your walk. Move. What? Make it level with her. Well, she, she's pulling my hair right now. Okay, hold on. Let me adjust. I'm feeding Denver. Yep, there she Oh, her first appearance on the podcast. She screams when you take the bottle out to burp her. Yeah, she hates when you take the bottle out. super cute, that little scream. But she rips my hair out of my fucking skull. Put it in the back then. Put it behind your head. Hair is not in my skull. Wait, Um, yes it is. It's in my scalp. Oh, right. Um, Anyways, (laughs) Cortland just had his nine-month appointment, right? Oh, yeah, how'd that go? 
It was good. No shots today, which was nice. I thought we were getting two shots, but they said we didn't need any. Um, so no, no. Hundred percentile for weight, twenty-seven wow. pounds, twelve ounces. Big so hundred nice. percentile for weight, ninety-seventh percentile for height. He was thirty inches, wow. and a hundred percentile for head circumference. Nice. Whoop whoop. Go court. It's a beefy boy. That's a that's a monster boy right there. He remains beefy. That's a D one prospect. He's hit all his milestones, so Division that's one good. Division one chorus. <laughs> good. What? He's going Division one chorus. <laughs> He's gonna be on the the Yale chorus squad. Oh, that's high goals. <laughs> that's why. I wanna... Are they known for their chorus group? I don't know. It's Yale, dude. They, <laughs> uh, you're not gonna go to Yale and not be good at what you do. I mean, come on. But I mean, that's why I wanted to open up with a little acapella. You know, kind of introduce him to this because that's okay. that's what I'm feeling is his calling is singing in a group of people. <laughs> What's well, like the early tell of that? Apparently, it's not your guys' calling. <laughs> I, I thought I did all right. You at least hung in there. Lexi and Sierra. Sierra didn't even start. I didn't Lexi, even know it. I was just I'm caught off guard. Listen, and I literally said, I literally said, I was like, listen, guys, we're going to do a couple of dry runs. We're going to get our, our, our beat going. You know, we're going to get the, the timing down. Uh-huh. And so Zach was like, no, let's just go. I was like, are yeah. you sure? Like, freestyle I mean, acapella. I mean, I can. I, I can go for one right now. I can freestyle okay. sing. Both of you go right now. <clears throat> who's singing? Who's doing the back? I'll do the beat. You ready to sing? I can sing. All right. What kind of genre are you feeling? Uh, just any genre. I'll just pick up, and I'm probably going to sing about Cortland, but. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> mm, yeah. Mm, mm, Baby boy. Yeah. Teeny boy. Mm, yeah. He's just mm, a boy. Mm, mm, yeah. Human man. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Baby boy. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Tiny, tiny human boy. <laughs> See? Now, that nice. that actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't come out right. That, that sounded concerning. What? That sounded like a pedophile's playlist. Oh, my God. Uh, nobody was thinking that. No, I was. <laughs> nobody was thinking that. Mm, tiny boy. Come on, dude. What? You weren't I, thinking that? I did not say, mm, tiny boy. Yes, you did. That's actually, I think, the only lyric you came up you, with. You were it saying. It sounded like the ba- the backbeat, like if I were to close my eyes before you even started saying words, was like what would be in a movie with like a fire playing like and mm. like, you know, like a romance movie yeah. or something. And then you started saying tiny boy. I did set you up for failure because you did say you're going to talk about Cortland. And then I just. You went with like a very. Like R&B. Like magic like Mike. You did, you did. You did. You did. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, does she have a pacifier? Because she's. um. Her purse. She's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so there's another bottle. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm new to this whole dad thing. <laughs> you're acting like you're a first timer right now. I, mean, I you am are, absolutely a first timer. No, you're a first timer, but like a first day on the job. Well, it's, I, this is my first time burping a baby on the podcast. No, it wasn't. The breastfeeding podcast. You talked about that. You were doing that. Oh, yeah. I did do that. Yeah. But now she's a little bit more squirmy. So Denver is. Three, she's 12. Almost three she's months. She's basically three months. Uh, you know, she's 12 weeks. She and turns, now she's not yeah. this little, quiet, sleepy baby all the time. Now she gets up. She yanks my fucking hair it's out. It's all she in squirms. her face right now. Yep. Well, no wonder she's yanking it, dude. <laughs> Tie that shit up. Right. Yeah, I do need to tie it up. But, yep, she's just got grip of it right Make now. Make yourself presentable. <laughs> she is definitely, like, I can't, I don't know if I would say she has a personality yet, but she, um, 
She's a she's a happy baby. Yeah, she is. She really only is fussy when she is still hungry, when she has gas built up. That's pretty much it. She's yeah. a pretty good baby so far. Uh, she, I think she's going through a sleep regression. I don't really know what the actual definition of a sleep regression is, but... Like, last week, I think she started not putting herself to sleep, having a hard time self-soothing, and just, like, staying awake and making herself overtired and overstimulated. And it's been pretty hard at nights. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's been very fucking hard. Parenting's really hard. I thought it was easy. It's not easy. Not easy. You guys honestly kind of make it look easy because you guys always came in. You're like, I, I, I think you guys are just good at, like keeping it cool but holy shit this is hard this is fucking hard parenting's hard these guys remain chill it's very tiring i'm at work and i'm like sometimes i'll just like and i'll like wake up and i have like 20 p's typed out (laughs) like i just pass out dude i'm so tired all the time i think right now because she was you know very little and we were trying to get her to wait so we have to wake up every uh three to four or five hours or whatever and feed her and it's just exhausting and i was talking about it before we started the podcast that i have this dad guilt of kind of just falling asleep with denver in my arms and i it's dangerous and i don't like necessarily condone it but uh there's times where i'm literally feeding her and i (coughs) oh now we have both babies being vocal all right it's okay here just take her for one second okay she's here we go Parenting guilt's a real thing, though. It's, oh, my gosh. It's very weighing, too. Shame on you for being tired. No, but I'll, I'll, like, uh, I'll be feeding her, have the bottle in her mouth, and then I'll just, all of a sudden, I'm waking up. I'm like, Whoa. I mean, I don't get tired. <laughs> I've never once been tired. I'm just fucking sharp for my little boy. He, no, he I get, a, I get very, very tired. It's very hard. Disciplined father. Is he still waking up at 4 a.m.? He does. He's a Navy SEAL baby. Uh, he's yeah. That's some things that I want to talk about. His solo <laughs> podcast. He's freaking liar. Not only did he say that Zach and Sierra were injured in a car accident, but we were never on not speaking terms. First off, second off, Cortland does not wake up at four a.m. He is a very good sleeper. He wakes up at like seven, um, seven thirty. Well Might as well be four a.m. for me. And then there was oh he very much exaggerated the poop story guys i was not just sleeping like in a pile of shit on my bed like he made it sound like i was not like sleeping next to all this shit and i just slept through it like it was like a very small like dime size the fact that it's even a real story though i thought i thought for sure it was like an exaggerated like comedic like not didn't really happen story, no it was, but, but unfortunately it really did happen yeah, but um <laughs> wait so usually was, comedians uh, and just make not shit to up. mention too he didn't to say this, but those were brand new sheets that I just put on the oh. bed. Like, first time ever using them. Got them, washed them, put them on the bed, and he woke me up, and that's what he said. He said, you are not going to be happy with oh me. Oh, my God. Wait, so it was just a dime-sized piece of poo? There was, like, no. a trail. There was a nice piece of poo. It wasn't, like, a piece of poo. Well, there's the title of the podcast. It was runny. And I love how we just get right into poop again. Like, yeah. we just can't, we can't shy away. It's like we already got mixed reviews on our last podcast for the... Um, 10 out of 10, though. Yeah, for the uh, poop talk. And then we're just like, yeah, let's go right More back to it. of the story is he's let's just a liar. Let's jump into your story. Yeah, Lexi, go on. Go Say it from your perspective. Oh, my God. Here comes this story again. Yeah, yeah we get to hear more about... Bear shitting his pants. There's not much to my story. I already pretty much just said it. I was sleeping, and then he came in, and he said, 
babe, and I hate when he wakes me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Pisses me off, especially when it's a night that I have to work the next morning because oh. I have to get up earlier than he does. And he's a babe. I'm like, what? And he's like, babe. I'm like, what? And he's like, you're not going to be happy with me. I shit the bed. And I said, what? He said, I shit the bed. You mean Cortland? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I literally shit the bed. Oh my God. And then he's like, he's like, you need to get up and wash it. You need to get up you and need wash to it. Get up and wash it. She's your mom. <laughs> he said i can't i i don't know if i like he's like i have to go to the bathroom again i don't think i could do it i need you to get up so i had to get up and i oh had, my to God, wash you had to wash it and i had to i had to wash the sheets and the mattress pad luckily we have a mattress pad too and the blanket um luckily we sleep with separate blankets though because I'm a blanket hog and he's a blanket hog. So mm. for our marriage, we just sleep with separate blankets. <laughs> oh, that's a good um, idea. Yeah. We need to do and we that. We like different types of blankets. He likes to sleep with like a fuzzy blanket. I cannot sleep with a fuzzy blanket. I mm. like a quilt. Uh, so. Oh, you're Ooh, a quilt type of guy. Quilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have different, different preferences. Um, but yeah, then I had to wash it and remake the bed with the other sheets. And yeah. Did you even go back to sleep? No, I went back to sleep. Oh, I, I had to work in like right, two hours. Right, right, Wow. Rough. Rough. Jeez, what that's is, a great story. It is a really good story. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the surprising fact of the day is Cortland's next uh, pediatrician visit is his one year, right? Yep. So yep, that they is said unbelievable. Today, they're like, oh, so your nine-month one's done. You can go ahead and go schedule it. The next one will be his one-year appointment. That is insane. So sad. That's I mean, that's crazy. unbelievable. I feel like he was just born, um, but okay, we so did his have birthday a, party. Yes, thing. we have a quiz. Uh, Bear and Lexi said they already have a birthday theme picked out for his one year, which falls on a Sunday. We don't know if it's going to be a Saturday or Sunday yet, and um, we are you guys to guess can the buy theme. Tickets for his birthday. Oh <laughs> yeah. So we're Sierra and I are going to guess the theme. We have no idea what it is. Um, does it like? Can we get one hint? Well, can does I it ask? do the one thing? Like you know how people incorporate one? Like, kind of. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, they come up with it. No. Okay. So and I'm gonna give you one hint. I got a good okay. hint. I have a good hint. No, oh, I got the hint. Oh shit! You want to say you it wanna, at the same okay, time? Okay, good. That's good. One, two, three. Country Sam accent. Oh. Pretty oh. close. Pretty close together. Sam Schrager, country accent. Oh, okay. Hold on. That. But it's gonna have the one in like the thing. Yeah, you gave them way too much information. Okay, hold on. This is a bold take, but this would be fucking awesome, and I think I might want to do it for Denver's now. Are we what talking? If it's ours? Are we talking trailer trash? One year old birthday? <laughs> oh I'm not saying God. Sam's trailer trash, by the way. I just thought because we already well, had the trailer trash. You, d- party you didn't there. have to say it. <laughs> there, there was a connection there, and you didn't have to just. Oh, no, it's because it we had the white trash trailer party at Sam's house. So I'm like, how funny would a fucking one-year-old's birthday if you got him like a wife beater with a stain on his shirt oh my god i mean we're on to something with that okay 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 you might be but you're not nope well i call dibs on that something about a rodeo Ooh, rodeo wait is it gonna be a petting zoo oh my gosh are you gonna have a petting zoo well no but <laughs> <laughs> It is Cortland's first rodeo. Oh, Aww. that's cute. I think we actually got that. Wait, so like, 
Are you going to have, like, everyone dress up and, like, a nice... As trailer trash? And Sam's going to rent a mechanical bull. Oh. Is he really? my gosh. This is going to oh be the best gosh. one-year-old party ever. Where are you having it? Do you know yet? Um, Probably our house. Oh, okay. Wow. That's oh, a, my God. Your backyard's a good size for that, then. Mechanical bull. Yeah, but it's really, like, it's all dirt. Oh. Wait, this sounds so fun. Wow. But, yeah. I'm, like, losing um, my shit. This is going to be <laughs> fucking incredible. What if you guys, like, oh, you guys weren't invited? <laughs> I'm getting my hopes up over here. (laughs) So, Lexi and Bear just got back from a trip. Tell us about your trip and where you guys went. Oh, Cortland's first road trip. Yes, we haven't, we didn't ask them any questions because we want to hear about it all in the podcast today. So, as you guys are hearing about it, so are we. Yeah, we literally haven't like spoken in weeks because we 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 don't don't really talk during the week because we save it all for the pod. (laughs) Um, Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, Bear, let's hear hear your POV. How was it? What'd you guys go there for? Where'd you go? Uh, well, we just went to uh, visit family. Um, it was... Uh, uh, Where did we go to visit family? In ten- we went to Tennessee. So it was like, eh, it's like what, 400 miles, uh, roughly. It was, it was like a 10-hour trip. What car did you guys take? Uh, I'm pro minivan now because uh, <laughs> Lexi's mom rented a minivan. Oh, nice. Portland. Is that your next whip? I'm, I'm super pro minivan because we got seven people, six people in Cortland uh, into that car and... It was pretty comfortable. Super convenient, right? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I was, I was like pretty comfy in there the whole time. So, like, I'm, I am pro minivan. It's not a very uh, manly car, but damn it, dude, it's effective. I mean, <laughs> the shit was good on That's gas. The ultimate dad mobile. That That's was good on gas. It was good on gas. Really? I swear, we what, filled up what, like twice. What oh. was it? A Toyota? Uh, I think it was a Chrysler. Oh, Chrysler yeah. minivan. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty sweet. Uh, but we went to to to, uh, to Tennessee to visit family. Um, and we were only we weren't there for too long, but uh, Cortland was amazing. I mean, like well, we went to visit my niece's birthday. Her sixth birthday was last week, so her she's birthday party six already. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But her birthday party was this week, and it's her first birthday party because she didn't have one before. Um, and she used to live here, and now she lives in Tennessee with my aunt. And so, um, she but we surprised her. She didn't know we were coming. Aww, oh that's my so gosh. cute. Yeah. So she's only met Cortland once, right? No, she's been down. She's like met, she's met Cortland more than a good amount of family oh, that really? lives here locally. Wow. Um, she she's been down here three or four times. Oh wow! Because she's come once with my aunt and twice with my grandma. So how did you guys surprise her? Um, well, we kind of fumbled the surprise oh. a little bit. <laughs> um, her birthday was she recently has over the last year decided she loves swimming. She used to hate water, but she loves swimming now, and so. She has a January birthday, but the YMCA has an indoor pool, so that's what they did. Um, but we showed up, like, a minute before she did, and we were trying to get all out of the car and get oh all Cortland stuff out of the car, <laughs> and then she pulled up behind us, and then I guess she was like, she calls Brandon Bubba, and she goes, is that my Bubba? Oh, <laughs> that's the cutest fucking thing I've ever heard and in my life. So then she saw him and she goes, "That is my Bubba." <laughs> and so that's still a good surprise. So, yeah, but we didn't get to like walk in and be yeah. like, "Look who it is!" But um, yeah, it was still a good surprise, and she was very happy that we got to be there, and we were happy that we got to be there. But it was really quick. Like we drove up Friday, stayed Saturday, drove home Sunday. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. a really quick trip for you guys. How was the road trip with Cortland, both up there and coming back? Well, he shit like fucking ten times oh. just each way. Like he was just pooping up a storm, dude. Were you able to change him in the minivan comfortably? Well, no, not safely. Um, <laughs> uh, you have we had to pull over every time he shit. So I mean, that was 
the only like the only difficult part. But I mean, he was like he didn't like get upset or pissed off. Like I think he kind of liked it because me and Lexi were both sitting like side by side. Oh yeah. And normally he's in the so, back yeah, by constant himself. Constant attention. Yeah, and yeah. then also you know another another like shameful parent topic here. Um, mm. We pretty much just set up an iPad for him and mm. had Miss Rachel going the whole fucking time. He and loves her. He was just locked in, dude. He fucking loves Miss Rachel. He was locked in the whole time. Yeah. I mean, fucking ten hours there and back. Like, it it's a fucking lifesaver. Miss Rachel's a fucking American so hero, dude. I'm <laughs> interested. So, like you said, it's a, a heavily debated topic. Probably one of the biggest in parenthood, um, as far as screen time. Screen time, and, yeah. So, what I know you you guys do a lot of research and are are educated and bear. You constantly are a Google scholar. I'm interested in the research, if you've done any, on screen time and what you know and, and how you would defend it if someone were to argue with you. Well, I mean, first first of all, I don't really think there's a whole lot of research on it in general. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's there's some, like, small studies. But, you know, when you're talking about, like, research on kids and then obviously with screen time as well, like, it's not it, – it's relatively new, you know. It's not something right. that's been around for a long time. So there's not a ton of, like, research. And, you know, it's kind of hard to be, like – you know, there's def- there's there's really no like definitive like this is bad or this is right or this is wrong. Right. Um. But I mean, in my opinion, I I I don't think that it's really something that's negative. In fact, I think that there's a lot of positive aspects to yeah. screen time. You know, because I'm you know I'm only human. You know, m- me and Lexi both work full time jobs, so you know there's a lot of the time where like we have to get something done and we can't just plop him on the floor by himself and just be like, hey, figure it out, Cortland. Right. You turn on Miss Rachel. And he's locked in. He's super happy. And then not to mention that, you know, there are educational aspects to it as well. I mean, like he started clapping and pointing and, you know, even just like babbling and yeah. you know, not to attribute it 100% to Miss Rachel, giving her a little too much credit. But uh, I, I mean, he's definitely learned some stuff just from fucking watching that show, you know, and I, same on the same topic. Like, it's like, how can you really like you really think that like limiting screen time now is going to do something later? I don't think that that's the case. I, I don't like you realistically just like the march of technology. Like you're not going to be able to stop that. You know, like fucking Cortland's kids are probably not even going to be human beings. They're just going to be like fucking downloading. <laughs> you their- always go so like far with it. You're like having this great topic that all makes sense and then it goes to straight like robot humans listen dude if Cortland brought <laughs> every a girl, time if Cortland brought a girl home and he's like hey dad this is my this is my new my new girlfriend um her name's Janet and she's a cyborg wait that's funny you say that what's that show that has Janet uh, and she's like good, an the good AI. place yeah have you ever seen that show the good place no. yeah, they have a Janet the and she's like an AI I have never seen that show that's but funny. I mean listen if, if Cortland brought her home and was like yeah dad I bought her on online I fucking designed everything and I uh, spent some good money on her, but that's uh, my wife. I think you can buy. Uh, you can get some pretty good online, ones. So. You, you, I mean, you can get some pretty good, like uh, you know, fake ones right now. But I'm talking like you know, in like 20 years, they might have like AI, and like you know, it's it, it'll just for all intents and purposes be a human being. And that's yeah, you're pretty, I mean, you're you're definitely right. That's pretty spooky. So screen time is that really what we're worried about, guys? Um, okay, but what's I want to hear your opinion on. Listen, if some the fucking- difference between screen time and like, so right now he's getting mostly like mental stimulation, educational type stuff. You know, like you said, he's learning. So like, what's, is there a line between that and just like, I know he's too young right now to like play like video games and stuff, but like, where, where do you lie with that? I mean, like, were you, would you this- let him play video games all day when he's old enough to do it? At this point, obviously like, 
you know, he's not really mobile. Like, he can't really do a whole lot. So, like, if we need to go – like, if, if we need to do, go do something, like, we can put him in the playpen, which we, which we do. We, we put him in the playpen, and we let him play with toys and stuff. And, yeah. you know, so we do that as well. You know, it's not like we're just sticking him in front of the TV all, all day, every right, day. Right, right, yeah. You know, but he's not, like, mobile, so it's not like he can really get up and do anything. You know, he can't, like, follow us around the house. You know, it, you know so it's like – He's having the time of his life right now. He he's having a ball. He's funny. <laughs> he like finds himself funny. <laughs> yeah, he's like puckering his lips and laughing about it. And behind Bear, he's being a goofball for right now for sure. He's definitely got a ton of personality. But in the future, I will say that I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> want him spending you know excessive amount of times like playing video games or watching Netflix. I will I will say hey listen dude like you can you know if you if you're watching a really good like anime and you need to binge that, I understand. <laughs> you can do that. You know, sometimes you need to do that when you're well, that's watching. That's what's funny like I think about you guys is and, and I'm not I think your parenting is perfect. I think you guys are awesome, but it's funny cuz you're not like a screen time person yourself. No, I mean not really. Yeah, like you're all about like just natural. So I'm interested in terms of when he gets older. Are you going to be more, are you going to try to push them a certain direction? I don't know. It's Like I said, dude, I, it's it's almost like futile to be like, hey, you need to stop playing video games or hey, you need to stop right, right. watching, you know, you get outside. You know, it's almost it's almost like useless to do that because like, you know, these the way everything is going, like they're going to have infinite access to yes, technology that's and true. media. And I mean, that's going to be their school. And, that's going to exactly, be everything. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost like, it's almost like pointless to try and fight it, like realistically okay. and you know, so just kind of let him make his own choice. Yeah, and then it's like, how many weird fucking kids do you know who like were homeschooled and like they're just kind of like wacky and weird? Like, dude, you've never seen this or like you've never heard of this. You know, and you're just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You know, it, 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 that happens all the time. They're, they're to a certain extent because they're not kind of like up with it. There were right. kids who were just like socially awkward because they just they didn't know anything that you were talking about. Like they didn't watch sports or anything like that. They didn't play sports. They didn't. They weren't up on any of the. What's your opinion cool on kids who weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob? Oh, oh that their parents sucked. Yeah, their parents, <laughs> dude. Okay, come on. Like, you need exposure to things. I can tell you that right now because kids, public school, private school, that's the worst argument ever. I always hated when people said that, like, oh, I send my kid to private school so they're not exposed to la bad language. It's like <laughs> all kids are saying shit. The like, private school kids were oftentimes the worst because yeah, they're oh being like God. suppressed and all of a sudden they, they, they're like, wait, you're smoking weed? What's that? Yeah, like, yeah dude, if you smoke this, you get fucking <laughs> get fucked up and have a great time. Like, Oh, dude, I, I hate my life. Let me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get real. The public schools, you know, they went from kind of like a, uh, like a, a weed to crack to fucking, I don't know. I now feel like fentanyl in the fucking. I feel like private <laughs> school kids kind of went straight to the hard shit right away. Or am I crazy? The, the private school kids, like, you know, some of them, you know, buddy, what's wrong? You okay? Yeah, he's, he's just a little grumpy, right? He needs, he needs a nap. Uh, but, no, I mean, a lot of times those private school kids, like, because they're being sheltered and they don't get all the cool stuff and, like, they hear all the other kids are doing all this cool shit. And, and they don't just, get to express themselves in those ugly-ass uniforms. Sorry, yeah. all private school kids. Uniforms? Come on, dude. Like, Well, you know what's interesting, what you just said about, like, how it will be when they go to school is, like, really how it will be because when we went to school, we didn't have, like, we were all textbook-based. Like, we had to go and check out textbooks, like, at the beginning of the semester. We were, the like, the last era of textbooks. We were because I, when I used to sub, they don't even use textbooks anymore. Yeah. They only use computers to do yep. everything. And that's – I feel like we were in high school – we Not could that have done ago. that though. That's the weird part. Like, why did why were they still printing textbooks when we were in high school? Money. 
Somebody, yeah. fucking publishers. Like no I, one gave a fuck about a textbook. Need someone to buy that shit. So it's going to be interesting that when when they're in high school, what it's going to be like, you know? Like, what it, if it's already like this? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would be surprised if there was still, like, an in-person public school by the time that they're in high school. Really? That's an interesting take. I, I, I like that. I'm, I would honestly be surprised because it's, it's just kind of stupid because, like, honestly, like, a student can surpass a teacher just with the fucking internet. Like, you know, you have so many teachers who are, eh, they got their degree, they know about, you know, a little bit about what they're talking about, but, you know, they're just kind of getting by, you know. But will they do it, though? Like, will kids have the motivation to learn That's that's without a good, basically being forced in person with a teacher? I think there's definitely certain things that you kind of have to force, you know, kind of enforce upon them. Like, you can't have fucking 30-year-olds who don't know how to read or write, but they're super good at math, you know? Yeah. It's, it's probably not, that's probably not the way you want to go, but, you know, at a certain point, I mean... How valuable was your education after you you knew how to read, you knew how to write, yeah, you, knew, very... you knew basic arithmetic? What after that did you learn in school that was super valuable to you no, today? not a fucking thing. Pretty much nothing. Yeah. Like, it's it's all just filler. Like, after, like, the fucking fifth grade or fourth grade, it's all, like, filler. Like, none, right. of, it, none of it's really, like, important. It's almost just, like, preparing you as, like, a, an 11-year-old for the workforce because you have it, to go to school. I think it builds habits, I would say, would be the biggest thing. That's what I'm saying. It's almost yeah. like just preparing kids for the workforce. Or because Your work ethic. Because you have to go to school five days a week, spend 40 hours a week at school, and you're taught not really... Us, taught us how to cheat and do our homework really fast. It, it, it's very true. Oh, my God, dude. I mean, I, I never did my homework. I would just do it when the teacher's going around to check it. I would do that shit so fast. It's funny you mention that because I was one of these weird kids who, like, I didn't want to cheat for some reason. I, I mean, like... Oh. I didn't really cheat. I remember you like having that ethical weird part of you. I literally almost You got, would tell a kid so to eat shit and die. But, but when it comes to doing your homework and lying about it, you have to do it. Dude, I literally almost got into a fight in my junior year because some little piece of shit who I didn't like was sitting <laughs> behind me and like this little nerd girl who was really good at math was letting him cheat off of her. And this kid was like a total fuck up. Like I'm pretty sure he's been arrested or killed by now. And, Jesus and I'm I'm literally failing algebra. Because I'm trying to do it right. And then this dude's literally just getting all the answers. And I can I can hear him. He's like, hey, yeah, just move it to the right. Just move it to the right. Yeah. Is that A, B? Like, And so I literally turn around. I was like, hey, stop cheating. I just said it out loud. Like, well, we're all taking a test. <laughs> I said, such a fucking asshole. Oh, dude, I was, I'm an asshole. I turned around and said, hey, stop cheating. If I'm going to fail this, you're going to fail this. <laughs> and the teacher looks at me and says, Mr. Shedlocks, please stop talking during the test. You're, you're the one that gets in trouble. I was like, oh, yeah. I was just trying to tell the guy over there. He's, he's cheating off of her. So, like. <laughs> And she's like letting her him, so, so I was you're like, snitching on both of them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was I was being a total asshole, dude. Because I'm like you. I'm, no I'm, way. No, not me, dude. I'm a real nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I remember like the dude literally like confronted me after class. He's like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, yeah, you honestly, what the bitch. fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, no, dude. I've tried really hard to this class. Like, I showed up after school for tutoring. Like, I tried real hard, but I fucking suck at math. math. <laughs> so you make other people suffer. Well, he sucked too. He was just cheating. Hey, it's, cheating's a skill. <laughs> it, it is. is. Skill. He's working his it ass off cheating. He skill. wasn't cheating very well. He was literally whispering, and I could hear it. And I was just <laughs> well, like. I'm so, he probably didn't expect a kid in front of him to fucking snitch. Oh, dude, I was I was ready to fight him. I was like, <laughs> no, because I was, I was taking the test. And listen, if you're out there and you're listening, if you ever done a fucking quadratic equation, you know that that shit doesn't make any sense. You know Funk that math. You, you know that that shit How doesn't. How much have you used that since uh, graduating? Bingo! I remember being in college, <laughs> taking a fucking university course, and asking the professor, 
what's like the application of quadratic equations? Like, why are we like, why do we need this? And she's, she literally couldn't answer my question. She was just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I just know how to do it. Like, I don't understand some of the math. I just don't get it. Sure. Sure. Math is very important. And there's yes. a lot of, you know, obviously the basis of a lot of our technology and society is fucking mathematics. And thank God that somebody understands that shit, <laughs> but I wasn't going to let us, I wasn't going to let that fucking doofus get an A on that test while I failed it. And I showed up after school for tutoring and I, w- I was taking the test. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like the teacher literally walked me through this like for two months straight and I still don't know what's fucking going on. And this dude's going to pass just because the girl behind me is good at math. I was like, no, I'm putting my foot down. I will literally get up and beat the shit out of you so that everybody fails. <laughs> Either everyone's going to fail or everyone's going to pass because I'm just going to get up and get into a fist fight in the middle of an exam. Oh man. How about this? The fucking kids who couldn't watch Harry Potter. <laughs> Do you know any of those kids? No. No. One of my best friends growing up, he, he went he went to a private school. He wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter. He wasn't allowed to watch Dragon Ball Z, like Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, he couldn't play like certain, like most of the video games. Like he could only play like fucking Mario Karts and Mario World and shit. And I remember one day he came over. <laughs> Cortland, buddy. Give him some more puffs. See, I think the lack of exposure, though, is is damaging. Well, it's, I was also just, like, so genuinely confused because he came over one day, and I'm, like, watching, you know, Dragon Ball Z, and so he goes home and he tells his mom, and his mom comes over and is, like, pissed off at my mom. Like, why would you let him watch that devil that devilry? Like, why would you allow him to watch that? That's, that is anti-Christian and... Like, he, they can't see that. Those characters are depicted as stronger than God. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Right? Yeah, they are stronger. <laughs> I'm like, you ever seen a Kamehameha, bitch? That, <laughs> I ain't never seen Jesus fucking Kamehameha, anybody. They fucking, he, she snitched on you, his mom? Well, no, he went home and he told his mom, like, you know. I know, but did mom, his mom tell your mom? Yes. And she he was, was like, allowed to watch. Yeah. But I was allowed to watch whatever the fuck so I wanted. So your mom didn't give a shit. No, my mom's just like, dude, just fucking watch Family Guy and <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know, like she's just like, I'm, I'm going to bed. You need to go to school tomorrow. And if you stay up till four in the morning, you're fucked. And I got, that's, uh, I have a similar situation in uh, middle school, you know, boys at that age, uh, you know, they, they dabble in some pornography. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and, uh, me and one of my other friends showed another friend, um, some naked chicks online. And uh, super exciting at that age. Like, when you find out that you can see naked chicks online, that's the greatest day for any young boy of all time. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's not, it's like, holy shit, this was at my fingertips the whole time? Yeah, you're just like, wait a minute, what is this? What is this? <laughs> Who is this? So, uh, we kind of messed around with that. This motherfucker told his mom <laughs> that we showed him naked chicks. <laughs> hey, Bob, guess what I did at Zach's house today? <laughs> and his mom... Called my mom. Never thinks that's funny. <laughs> oh, but like, was there like actual repercussions for this? No, because I mean, parents have to understand, right? It's just a different day and age. Like, I'm sure like when my, my dad was a, a teenage boy or preteen, he was probably stealing Playboy magazines. You know, he didn't have the access that we do. So I feel like it was a little bit harder for them Poor to bastards. understand. Poor bastards. They yeah. really had to fight for that shit back in the day. Oh my God! Can you imagine? They they really had to fight for their right to see some titties. 
I feel like when you're sheltered from so much, like I know a handful of people that we went to school with that were so sheltered and now look at them. I'm sure you guys know a handful of who I'm talking about, but like it's sad because I feel like they were so sheltered their whole lives, not allowed to do all these normal things that kids were allowed to do. I'm not talking like like crazy stuff just normal things and then you know once they get that freedom they definitely just started experimenting because they were it's it's definitely something like deep within them that they just keep doing and then they become the person they are now and it kind of sets them up for failure you know I feel like there's one extreme or the other they either are like not allowed to do anything so then they go like crazy or they have absolutely no rules no boundaries and then they just like don't respect anything right right Let's, you have to find that middle ground. Well, talking yep, about not being ground. able to do stuff, um, what are the things you thought you weren't going to do with Cortland that Ooh, you do? Good transition. Damn, <laughs> you look so hot when you do a transition. <laughs> I know. I was about to start talking about jerking off. Oh, but. I thought you were about to say she looks so hot. <laughs> hey, you talking about jerking off to my wife? Well, no, I was going to start saying I was just like, imagine. Well, I called my wife hot, and then you said you're thinking about jerking off. Well, no, I was. Oh, Oh, I'm always thinking about jerking off, but that's neither here nor there. What I was going to start talking about was like, imagine being like a parent and just like checking on you. Hey, you're not jerking off in here, are you? <laughs> it's just, hey, you're not jerking off, right? You're not watching any of that pornography. <laughs> I genuinely know people who like didn't jerk off until they were like 20 years old. No, shut the fuck up. Like people literally just like, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that you could literally just grab your dick. Wait, that and do reminds it me of the scene on The Dictator. Have you ever seen that movie? The girl taught him how to jack off and he's like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. No, but, this dude, is incredible. I make vagina with my hand? <laughs> dude, there are genuinely people out there who figured out when they were like yeah. 19 years old, like, wait a minute, I can just jerk myself off? <laughs> like, are you, what? <laughs> like, I didn't know I could do this. <laughs> Anyways, we had a great topic. Yeah, and we had Barrett's, a great transition. Uh, great transition, off. and then I start talking about jerking off. Yeah. But that's what the people want to hear. They want to hear about yes. masturbation. Yes. Um, anyways, so let's start that list. So things... Sierra said it better. Well, how'd she, how'd she word things it? Things that we thought we were going to do as parents that we didn't, or things that we didn't think we oh, would okay. do that we would. Okay. Which one are you going to start off with? Um, sleep training is one okay. that I've been seeing a lot on my social media. Um, I thought that we were going to sleep train, but we didn't. I just, um, I don't know. They say like, it's mixed reviews and people say like, oh, well, if you don't sleep train them, then they'll never learn how to sell soothe and they won't be able to put themselves to sleep, but at the same time, like, that essentially is, like, letting them cry it out for a set amount of time before you go in there, mm-hmm. and I just, I can't do it. I'll give him, like, a couple of minutes just to see, like, if he'll settle himself down, as long as he's not, like, screaming, like, he's just fussing, um, but if he doesn't settle himself down, then I'll go in there, and I'll pick him up, and I'll put him to sleep. Like, our nighttime routine is we get a bath, we get mm-hmm. dressed, we do bottle, and I feed him his bottle, and he falls asleep in my arms, and then I put him to bed, um, yeah. or at least he's mostly asleep, and I put him to bed, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to sleep train. I just felt like, I mean, I know that the, the research is that like, if you leave them to cry it out, they're going to develop anxious attachment styles because that's how babies communicate that they need things. Right. So if they learn that you're not going to come when you, they cry, then it can create a world of issues on its own. Not to say that sleep training's bad, but I just couldn't. I personally just couldn't do it. Like I thought I was going to, and I was like, you know, at four to six months, that's when you're supposed to start. And like, I had this whole plan and then it came Mm -hmm. time to do it. And I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I mean, it's fine because there is, 
Some nights he will wake up in the middle of the night and then he'll put himself right back to sleep. Other nights he needs help and we have to get up. But I mean, for the most part, he sleeps on his own um, through the night. He usually doesn't even wake up. Um, So like sleep's not been an issue for us. So maybe I'd feel differently too if he wasn't a good sleeper, but he's been really good at sleep. So I don't find the need to do that. Yeah, that kind of goes back to what Bear was saying too about research. It's like how much does anyone really know like I, you could fight either direction in yeah. that but at the end of the day it's like you can't talk to a baby and say hey how do you feel about this you know so you got to go with your gut and I think that's kind of what you've taught me about parenting is just go with how you truly feel yeah versus what everyone's in your ear about yeah and that's one of the hardest things to do and there's times too where like especially like especially like leading up to like well throughout my pregnancy but even like when I was a new parent like where I just had to take social media breaks like I just had because there's so many people giving their opinion and giving their two cents and this is what I do and this is what you're supposed to do and this is what you shouldn't do and you know people who do this or this and like you know there's just all this judgment between behind a lot of things and so there'd be times where like I was like I just can't even watch or look at social media right now because it's just not it's not giving me anything like you know it's one thing if like you enjoy it but if you don't enjoy it why even continue to like watch it or anything it can get so overwhelming yeah. when you see like you said one person saying this thing at like this time you should be doing this and then the other person's like don't do that yeah it's, it's like- interesting you bring up the uh like let them cry it out because like that is a really popular like sort of ideology and like i from what i have understood is it came out like during like the 50s and the 60s like there was like some prominent psychologist who which is a red flag it, it, yeah it's a big red <laughs> flag if opinion. you're following anything from the 50s and the they 60s they didn't really know shit no they didn't know goddamn thing dude <laughs> they're poisoning themselves with everything which we still are so uh, we still don't know anything but it came out by there was like some psychologist in like the 50s or the 60s who came out with like this you know let them cry it out ideology like you know they'll become self-sufficient and independent and it'll make them like you know, stronger or more, you know, self-reliant and whatnot. You know, it's essentially the idea was it's good f- for them to cry it out. Um, you know, nowadays, obviously, people don't do that. People more so see the negative aspects. And, and you know, maybe there are some good things to let them cry it out sometimes. I'm, I'm not sure. But essentially, nowadays, the argument is that um, if when you let them cry it out, they feel like that there's nobody to depend on, there's nobody there for them. You know? so they, exactly. So they yeah. don't trust other people, you know, so they, they feel like, you know, they, they can't depend on anyone. So like when they have their own children, when they have their own spouse, you know, so in, and, and this kind of goes back to the, like the basic idea of nature versus nurture. So it's like how much of what you are doing now is going to impact them down the road when they're adults, when they're you know, 30, 40, 50 you know, how much is of this are they going to actually are how much of what we do is actually going to be imprinted on them right now? You know, right. so the, the whole let them cry it out. You know, if, the, if you do let them cry it out, are you going to create, uh, you know, an individual who doesn't trust people, who is, uh, you know, who, who doesn't like other people who, who it, when they have their own wife or their own kids, like they're going to do the same thing. They're not going to be dependable. And like, you know, they're going to be sort of of this mind that like, you know, you have to kind of have to do this yourself. Um, you know, who knows? I, I think the science and the research kind of leans that way nowadays and most people aren't just going to let their babies cry it out and scream it out and stuff like that because obviously there's like a fine line right you yeah. know if your baby's crying for two hours like you can't just sit there and do nothing like obviously yeah. that is there's something that, probably wrong yeah they, like yeah. That, that's obviously going to create some sort something. of that's going to create some sort of uh, resentment or or you know some sort of something that's negative right that they, that's not good you know they need to be comforted they need to be that, you know, somebody, you have to let them know, like, hey, we're here for you. You know, we're here to help. Like, you're going to be okay. 
usually soothes them. They go back yeah. to sleep or, 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 you know, you resolve the problem, right? You know, so it's, it, I think. And that's why people like go about it the gentle sleep training way, which I mean, is what I thought we were going to do where it's like you have a set time and let's say it's like you start off with like three minutes and you give them three minutes to calm themselves down. Um, and if they don't, then you go in, you soothe them, you lay them back down and then the three minutes restarts. Um, and then you slowly increase from there and go to like five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it may right. be. Um, and I did think that we were going to do that, but I mean... He will self-soothe when he wants to, and when he doesn't want to, he won't. And I just I just don't think that it's, I don't know. So, like, like when he won't self-soothe, how long will you let him go? I usually let him go, like, two minutes. But, like, if he's, like, distraught, like, screaming, yeah. I go right in there. Right, but, like, right. if he's just, right. like, how he is right now where yeah. he's just, like, whining, uh-huh. I'll give him, like, two minutes. And if, it, if he starts to get more upset, then I'll just go in there. But, I mean, he, <laughs> like... At night, he'll sometimes he'll wake up and he'll put himself right back to sleep. Other times, he will stir a little bit. When if it's in the middle of the night, we usually give him a little bit longer because we're asleep too. Right. right. Um. But like I get, like I said again, like if he's like distraught, like we go right in there. Um. And same, it's like the same thing for like sleep, like co-sleeping. Like I don't bed share with him, and I don't try to. Um. Like I, he sleeps in his crib. 99% of the time but there are nights where he especially like if he's teething or he doesn't feel good where he will sleep in our bed with us and not with us like inside the bed but he'll he'll just sleep on my chest and if I have to work in the next morning then he's just gonna sleep on my chest and that's how we're gonna do it um but it feels so shameful like I, like the screen time the whether you sleep train or you don't sleep train co-sleep there's not co-sleep like you know there's people for both sides but it's like the world is just so judgmental nowadays no matter what you do yeah it's just like when anything you decide to do somebody is going to have a problem with it and the so age of social media is a good thing like it's it has so many positive aspects to it but it has so many negative also because it just makes you it makes you feel like all eyes are on you. And especially like when you are doing something like this, like there's certain things that we say on here that I'm like, you know, like I, I get anxious about it after we record or something. Cause I'm like, Oh God, like, <laughs> Well, you have a problem messaging us, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's right? funny you say that because that's how you I know felt. where Zach lives. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have laid that out okay. there before. That's how I felt after recording the breastfeeding. I wanted to do it because I feel like that non-breastfeeding and having to stop can be so shameful. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, and because like back then, you know, like. Victorian times is bare than like the Spartan times. They didn't have formula. So like yeah. they literally had to breastfeed. What? And if you didn't. <laughs> Large you, stretch there. Yeah. Spartan times, Victorian times. <laughs> right, like <laughs> ah, give or take two, three thousand <laughs> years. <laughs> you got to be careful then. with your history on Paris. Yeah, I know. He's not going to let but, it um, <laughs> But, you know, they had to do it no matter how much they were producing or not. Who knows what the fuck they did if they if moms didn't produce. Like well, literally what, what, what the fuck did. did they did? What they did you is. You know. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, what what they would do is they would have um, essentially women who would be paid pretty well by, usually you have to be kind of like affluent and influential, but they would have women who would breastfeed for the mothers if they, if they couldn't produce. So there were, oh. yeah, they were like designated women who, you know, it was essentially their job to feed oh. the baby because wow. they were they were producing titty milk like crazy. And they was like, hey, I got all this titty milk, like... <laughs> How, how much you want to pay me to, you know, essentially People still do that. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that's, that's what they did back in the day. And, you, wow. and once again, you kind of had to be affluent for this. You know, you couldn't right. just, you couldn't just be some, you know, peasant and, <laughs> you know, go out and be like, Hey, um, 
But yeah, that's that's what they did. Obviously, they didn't have formula, but they they had a couple of other methods. But that was kind of like the most popular one because even even like the poor people, you know, they they did have sort of like a designated person in the village, like, hey, like if you got some extra titty milk, like my baby's gonna die, and then they kind of just like guilt trip. I'm like, hey, you gonna kill this baby? Right. And yeah, but I mean, I think like uh, you know, when you're a new parent, there's a lot of things that you expect, like that you intend to do, but then once obviously the shit hits the fan it's way more hectic and like you, you oftentimes you just cannot coordinate and do exactly what you wanted to do. Obviously, oh. you know, it's yeah, just like, like you guys are talking about in the last podcast. Like it's, I don't, I don't know if you've listened to it yet. It was just out today, but um, there's not enough time in the day and you have to, no. you have to make, you have to make choices you about do. what yeah. you can prioritize and what you can fit into your day because you're not going to fit it all in. No, so even you if have you want to choose. To. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's what back to like the breastfeeding, like, I literally had to stop because she wasn't taking from me. I was producing, but she's not taking from me. So if I'm like, she obviously is in a point where she needs to gain weight. Yeah. And so I'm just not going to be like, to me, that'd be selfish if I just kept trying to give her my boob knowingly that she wasn't going to take from me. So that's why I've just been pumping what I have to give her that. So she's still getting it, but I feel like there's a society that can be like, you can do it. Like you can do it. You just need to work harder and you need to do this. But it's like, I was fucking working as hard as I can and I'm exhausted. Girl, you don't even like, I couldn't even make it past three weeks. I just wasn't, I wasn't making, I wasn't, I wasn't building a supply and I had the worst guilt. And finally I had, I had to have somebody else tell me it was okay for me to stop for me to be like, okay, I can stop because I just had this guilt that I had to try. I had to give it a my all. I had yeah. to give it a certain amount of time. I yes. had to try. And finally, when somebody was like, just stop. I was like, yep. okay, like, right. is it okay? Can I do that? Right. Like, and that's that how allowed? I felt too. I was like, how much longer can I keep going to where it's like, we're doing trial and error with her when she just needs to gain. It's like, I was tired of her. Obviously she wasn't this, but it felt like she was just being like an experiment nonstop. And I was just tired of that. And I knew that she wasn't going to take from my boobs. But if I can... You know, I'm going to I'm going to still pump. I do it just two times a day. But like if I if if I'm just going to get what I can out of my body for her and she can just go off our freezer stash and that for now, because we do a mix of formula and that. But I can tell that my supply is going little by little. Like I used to make more than four. No, I used to make like six ounces. Then it's at like four and a half. And now it's like at four, three and a half. Then it will sometimes be four and a half. It's just it's inconsistent. So I'm just like accepting it that you know when it's time to be done my body is done and I've tried everything you'll know and right and I'll know so it's and I keep telling I told Zach I was like it could be completely different next baby you know I could be an oversupplier who the fuck knows how to be this is probably super misogynistic of me to say but um uh, you know it's never it's always great when I lead off with that right yes (laughs) (laughs) but if I could produce some titty milk dude I'll be producing it 24 7 round the clock like i'd be like hmm, i'm kind of thirsty while i'm at work let's oh get a little shot that's how it works that's how it works dude just get a couple of squeezes i think i, think, uh, I flip my nip upside down how just, hard i tried and how hard i struggled with it like well i'm saying like if i could produce like a lot of titty milk like i would be so hyped about that dude it's not easy like i i did not think it was gonna be as hard as i did like, Me either. I agree with that. I knew it was hard, but I definitely did not fully grasp the extent to how hard it was going to I be. I agree. I, I really didn't think it'd be as hard. And I didn't think, at least to me, it was so, 
like ex- I knew it was exhausting don't get me wrong like I knew I had seen people's posts where it's like if you solely breastfeed you do it for this amount of time throughout a year I knew that like it was around that but I didn't know it you know yeah if that makes sense it kind of so <clears throat> I think we should all kind of chime in on the topic your idea I think everyone with the uh Things we thought we were going to do that we didn't. Oh, I got mine. Or versus the oh, other. Let's did like, I was in the bathroom. Yeah. Did Lexi go? She, yeah, Lexi She hers. talked about hers. Yeah, the mm-hmm. sleep training. Yeah, okay. I got mine, dude. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So I thought when Cortland came that I was just going to mold myself into an elite athlete. Like, just be like top like 5% of athletes in the world. Like, just have extraordinary fatherly powers because I feel like that's what Cortland needs. He needs an athletic father. <laughs> Just simply put, he needs he needs a world champion, mm-hmm. and you know I just I, in my mind I just felt like you truly believe that you'll be top five percent in the world, top five percent in the world. Like if Tyreek Hill raced me, I would at least put up a, a fight. You know, I would really, love to see. That. I really, you know, I just felt like my fatherly power is going to kick in once he was here, and like I was just going to be much more athletic and fit, and you know I was gonna I, I was just going to be a, a top performer. Yeah, and you know. You just don't have that much time when the baby comes. And no. I'm, I'm still working on it, all right? He's only nine months old. I'm nine months into my journey to be a world champion. Nobody's a world champion in nine months. That's true. Years. It takes years. years. So I'm still working on it. Okay. But um, in my mind, I was like, once he's born, I need to be a world champion. You know, because... You, you cheering need... your dad on? Thank you, son. Thank you. He's saying, I still believe in you, dad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I'm, I'm going to be a world champion. I will, I'll, I will be a winner. You will be. I will be a winner for you, boy. But no, realistically, that is something that I, in my mind, I felt like I was just going to be better. Okay. So that, that's actually, um, I was going to have Sierra go next, but that kind of leads right into mine. So you mind me using that transition? Go on. Um, this is kind of deep and kind of vulnerable of me, but I thought I was going to be a great dad. I thought it was going to be like so enjoyable and I was just going to be amazing. And I'm not perfect. I'm not fucking even close to perfect. I fuck up all the time and it's really fucking hard. Like I was saying, I thought, I feel like I thought it was going to be, I was going to be so happy and this is everything I ever wanted that I like wasn't even going to be tired. Like I was going to just let adrenaline take over cause I'm so happy. And, <laughs> and I, and I, that is just not the case. I think, you can strive to be a great parent, but I don't think anyone's a perfect parent. And I feel like no. I thought I was going to be a perfect parent. I, I thought mean, I, I literally was just thinking this the other day. Like, not that I don't love being a mom and I don't love being Cortland's mom. I mean, he's my entire world mm-hmm. and I wouldn't change a thing. But there's some moments where I'm just like, I just miss when it was just me. Yeah. And that was all I had to take care of. Did you have parenting guilt over that? Yes. Yeah. I have it. Like I have those moments uh, at least once a week and Which every single normal. time it's only just for a couple of minutes, but for those couple of minutes I feel terrible. Yeah. I think it's so normal though to have that feeling cuz it's like Definitely. I mean I've wanted my whole life I wanted to be a dad. And now that Denver's here, like you just said, like my whole world, I love her to death. She's everything, but there's definitely moments where I'm like, "Oh my god." Like, I wish I didn't have to set my alarm for three in the morning tonight because that fucking sucks. It does. It sucks. And I really thought, I honestly thought this was going to be, like I said, I thought I was just going to be so happy that this would be a breeze. I'm like, oh, this is everything I ever wanted. I got it. It's perfect. Well, no, it's just not all happy. It's so much 
suck. Well, that's it's a, so much suck. Right. <laughs> so much of it sucks. So, but and I was, the good outweighs the bad. Yes, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yes. But when you're in that cloudy yes. bad, it's sometimes hard to see outside of it. Yes. yes. And you know, so the more I've had this <laughs> mindset of how hard this is, the more I realize how hard parenting must be for people who didn't want a baby. It was a true accident and they didn't want the baby. Can you imagine going into it? Like I know, you know, Cortland wasn't planned, but like you, you, you guys were over the moon, you know, once you kind of settled down and got everything, you guys were over the moon about Cortland. So it's like, can you imagine like not wanting them and then having that, like that's your whole life. I feel like it gives you like a, a new appreciation for just parents in general that they're literally just kids raising kids yes. right oh like everybody yeah, is yeah. just a kid raising a kid right. because no there's not a there's not a manual no. on it there's no. no set way there's a million ways to do it to get to the same end result and there's a million ways yep. to do it to get to a really bad result like, yes there's yes. like you know and there's no Preach. one telling you at the mo in the moment when you make those decisions like this is the right decision this is the wrong decision yep. and oftentimes right. you're not going to know whether you made the right or wrong decision for years down the line until they're an adult and then they're and this like, is you a baby's life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's not like right. deciding what you want for dinner. Like these decisions, you know, essentially a lot of the times are very important and it's stressful to have to make decisions like that. I had a lot of anxiety when I was pregnant about fucking him up. Like that was like my, that's that now that I'm actually in it, I don't have that fear as much, but there is, there was so many times where I was like, I think that I'm just scared. I'm going to fuck him up. Well, are you talking about like while you were pregnant, doing things pregnant? Or? No, like, oh, like well, raising just him. for the future. Like I yeah. feel that. like there's things that you just do in the moment that you don't even know are yes. going to be bad. Like I just think about your own life. Like there's things that like have shaped you and molded yeah. you and impacted yep. you to be the way that you are good and bad now right and you don't know that you're doing those until the end of it and that's what i think when she's like in her wake hours and zach has had to like bring me down from it but i'm like okay we got to do this we got to do this we got to simulate her with this we got to do this and and zach's like you know that can sometimes be like not good for them because it's like over stimulating over tiring sierra always and it's a great she's a wonderful mother but sierra thinks that she has to do like everything like I, she has parenting guilt if she's like not doing something if Denver's yes. up and just looking around Sierra has like oh my gosh we got to do something we got to stimulate her we got to yes work her brain and I'm like you know it's just good for her to just look because sometimes. I'm like just am I gonna fail present. her is she not gonna like grow is she is she gonna be like stupid like you know <laughs> like that's what I think when I'm not doing something so I've had to like accept it and you know when I'm home with her during the day it's like when she has those wake windows I'll sometimes just like practice it i'll like you know not do like let yeah, her just you've gotten really good at yeah it. let her like sit in the bouncer and just like look around and she does she doesn't she's never crying like she needs she's simulation. usually smiling she'll yeah. just look at the fan and just get this little flirty smile right. and it's my favorite denver trait but what um, you were saying yeah. it's like i've said this to you before is shout out to people who are single parents and oh my single gosh. mom single dads that do not have any support how do they do it that's impossible how do I they i mean it. it's like who shout out to you i mean I don't get it. like we work mostly opposite schedules so every day except for sundays we're one of us is primarily alone with him um whether it's like I go and pick him up after work and then I'm alone because he works later (laughs) or if it's a Saturday and I'm all by myself. But, like, those days are so hard. And, like, especially, like, 
nighttime like bath time bottles like getting everything like it is so hard and I always say it like I do not know how people are single parents I mean I know that you just are because you have to be like when you're put in those positions you will do anything for your kid but how are you even saying but like it just yeah like I'm like I I just have such a great appreciation for yes. single parents. And oh my uh, twins and triplets Oh my gosh. Yes. That was my biggest oh. fear is I that I was going to be pregnant right. with twins. I, I actually, so like like me, super confident, obviously, before Denver was here. I was like, oh man, it would be cool to have twins, wouldn't it? I'm like, fuck, now I'm no. like, hell fucking no. I did not I cannot imagine. Twins. No, and I saw something the other day on social media of a mom who was breastfeeding all three of her triplets. I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> Wait, how? How? She have three tits? No. <laughs> So she just, she's breastfeeding she, like, three of that them. She, so she, well, <laughs> I didn't look too far into it. I'm sure she's talked about it, but she probably is able to produce enough to where she constantly just switches them off because oh she's gotten God. so much stimulation. Her on nipples her boobs must be that raw. Maybe her boobs are oh just producing God. that much, you know. But Respect. she also was showing that her like pumping, she pumps for them too. But I'm just like, holy shit! I was doing it for one, and I'm like overstimulating myself. Imagine doing it. I for literally both can't imagine because like Denver will have nights where it's like no matter what you do, you try to soothe her, you put her down, she cries. It and just she takes spits her that pacifier out. She cries. Yeah. Can you imagine like finally getting <gasps> one down and then the other baby starts crying? It's right. like motherfucker. I right. cannot imagine. We're going to have twins next. I just I keep, guarantee it. Yes. I keep forgetting to say this on the podcast. I know Bear, Bear will get a kick out of it, but him mentioning that um, his little thing. You know, Bear, I started this 5K program since I've been able to work out now, um, and I do it on the Peloton at Zach's parents' house. And, um, you know, I hate running. I fucking hate running. If I didn't have to run a day in my life, I never, ever would. But – after we lost Zeppelin and now after having Denver, I started programs to get myself back into shape. And I do strength uh, uh, training otherwise, but I do this Peloton program. And I, you know why I do it? Because I have this thought that one day the world is going to have like a purge or we're going to go into like a zombie. Right Something, something's going to happen where there's someone trying to fucking kill me. And I can't run. I cannot run for minutes at a time. You just made the podcast an hour longer. You know, I can't That's run good. for. <laughs> I cannot run for long periods of time. So I do these running programs to, if I ever am in that scenario, I'm ready to run. You gotta be able to run. I dude. think it's kind of funny about though that you when I do run because I'm like. Does she think the zombies are just gonna run at like a steady mile pace? <laughs> like that's my question. Like, what is she thinking? Well, I'm building my stamina because I can't run for shit. But you know, these running programs help me build my stamina to where I can run for minutes at a time without dying. Zombies break in. We all, all right. sprint, and Sierra's just at like a nice Business two idea. mile pace. <laughs> Business idea. What is it? You're fat. You're out of shape. Hey, you want to get in shape? You're talking about. <laughs> well, guess what? For twenty five dollars an hour, you can come to Bear and Zach's Zombie Apocalypse Run Shack. Oh my god! Okay, hold Do on. It. You have to run until you can't anymore. Wait, and in the we, training is just people dressed as zombies, fucking no, me and, like me and you are just, me and you are literally just zombies, and we're just chasing them down, just like you're too slow. You're they, gonna die. Us, they, they had to give us like a pace, right? And then we match that pace. And they, if they fall, like if oh. they, if they go under a seven minute mile pace, they, we just beat the shit out of them. It's like, I'm going to get you. But bear, do you Wait, ever this is think such, about Can that? you imagine just driving down the road and seeing two dudes and zombies <laughs> chasing a guy? 
<laughs> Holy be fucking, fucking shit! This is an incredible idea. Hell yeah! I you think guys about could that, do though. like a different yeah. feat. Like people could pay for like what really motivates them. Like uh, if they think it's gonna be zombies, yeah. Or if they think it's gonna be like a purge situation where it's just a right bunch of people the, trying to uh, murder each the, other, or like the or Russians. Like, <laughs> Or like you're I trying to like you're trying to like <laughs> outrun like a nuclear explosion. Right. Holy shit! Right. So that's literally why. Okay, I hold, run. On, hold on, hold that's on, That's why. What do we I get? Run. Fireworks and something <laughs> shoot it at them? How do, how do we mimic a nuclear explosion? Roman candles just shooting at them. Just like yes. run faster. Yes, because if you've ever seen the purge, you know run these <laughs> these people are running for their lives, and I can't run, so I'm trying to run. So if I ever gotta pick up Denver and start running, and you gotta pick up Clover, and we gotta start hauling ass somewhere to shelter well, I Clover can, can run up. for her fucking self that's what I'm better not be picking up Clover <laughs> she's got four bitch. fucking legs she better be fucking picking me up but don't you think about that if we're ever in like a shit like yes. that you just gotta run and I can't run you don't so think bears ever run. of course bears thought yes that. no I, I bear is gonna make a bunker I believe that like if shit like if somebody was like coming after me I could probably just run a pace that they just couldn't match see and I can't so but what I'm if they're what if they're faster that? than you guys probably not <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, you did compare yourself to Tyree Kill today. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> by then, by the time the zombie apocalypse or the nuclear apocalypse hits, I will be so fast and so fit and so strong. It's just not even going to be a competition. I feel like you secretly want this to happen. Uh, I do not want the apocalypse to happen because I'm a type 1 diabetic and I would probably die really quick. <laughs> I'd probably die really quick. As soon as the, med- the, the medication ran out, just be like, well, all right, guys. It was a fun apocalypse for like a week. With your medicine, how does it work? Do they give you like a certain amount per month that you live off of? Or can you get it whenever you want? They give me way more than I could ever yeah, use. Yeah, could you build up a supply, yeah, right. an emergency That's what I'm supply? Getting to. Well, oh. not to get too scientific here, but um, insulin is simply a protein so it um, that is folded in a certain manner. And it essentially degrades over time. It's called mm. denaturing. Oh. And so it has like a specific shape. You the can mu- like freeze it? Um, you can, you can put it in a fridge and make it last longer, but just, you know, the, the, the fact of it is it you know, obviously if apocalypse hits, I probably won't have a refrigeration. Um, <laughs> I don't think your insurance company also would cover, uh, yeah, I'd probably be good for like, nah, probably not. I'd probably be good for maybe six to 12 months. Um, oh. and then at that point it would probably expire and it probably wouldn't work and oh. I'd be, I'd be a goner. Um, Damn. but I, I think about the apocalypse too much. Way too much. Way too much. I just think about I got to get in shape for it. Because it could happen at any time. And and that's I like that ideology, Sierra. Thank you. You're like, hey, zombies are coming. I got it. So on the treadmill, are you just imagining (laughs) zombies behind you? Uh, No, I just, every time I run, I think, okay, well, I'm getting in shape for if I need to ever start running for a long period of time. My favorite thing about running (laughs) is like what Sierra said. I don't think anybody really like likes running. I like, love it. Well, he loves it. He's well, crazy. He I loves it. it. Well, no, I like. I love running too. But like, I think when you're doing it, like it sucks. Like, sucks. You get to a point where like everything in your body, everything in your mind is saying, "Just stop." Like you don't yes, have to do this. Right. Yeah, your body's like, Thank "What you. the fuck are you doing?" Like, literally, now? what the fuck? Stop you don't it have right to now. do this. On like, our 10k, my body was definitely telling me, "Stop." Yeah, exactly. just walk. <laughs> it's very easy. You can just stop all, moving your legs. All you have to do is stop. Right. But you have to essentially discipline yourself to say hey it's no. a mental game and when you finish when you're done oh, best you feel ever. so good you feel incredible yeah incredible you feel like a million bucks like yeah. you, you feel like you just like conquered yourself you feel physically amazing because you exercise and you're having all those endogenous hormones running through you yeah 
that's why I love running. Like, yes. just, you ever get a runner's high? Just like, yeah, yeah, obviously. Like, when yeah. when you get that runner's high, you do feel amazing. But, like, just Almost like... too good to where it's going to crash. The mental battle is probably my favorite part because everything in your mind at a certain point is telling you, dude. just fucking stop. Tell, yes. Dude, I ran everything. the fucking 400, which I might be biased, but in my opinion, it's one of the hardest fucking I ran it track one time. events of all time. I ran it one time, and I was like, I'm never running that again. <laughs> it's miserable. I was like, I'm never so running the bo- that So the human body, which you probably know, is actually only made to sprint 200 meters. And so the 400 meter is really kind of defying all odds. They're just expecting us to just double that and sprint it. I ran it Because it's a sprint. Dude, yeah. I ran, literally, like, I ran it one fucking time. I was like, let's see what this is all about. You know, you're always talking shit about your 400 meter. <laughs> let's see what the 400 meter is about. I felt really good until I got to the last turn. Yeah. Oh, that's where it hits you. Once I got to the last turn and I you hit the, die. And I hit the straightaway, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to finish. Like, yeah. I might just stop. <laughs> and I literally probably finished at like a 13-minute mile pace. And I, <laughs> when I finally, the final straight straightaway, I was literally running like a 13-minute mile pace. I was literally uh. just trying to move. I was like. My, oh, your whole body shuts down. Everything's shutting down. I was like, my freaking toes are hurting. You don't know till you know. But that 400, literally, you will feel pain in every inch of your body. Places you didn't even know you could feel pain. Yeah. It's, it is. No, it's, the f- can you imagine running the 400 hurdles? That is, Trying to jump hurdles at the end of that? That's something I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd clear one hurdle, but I'm interested. <laughs> you just fall on every single one. We should I'll, go out to the track one weekend. And we they usually do have it. hurdles out there. Wait, can me and Bear race in the 400 hurdles? I'm so down. And get a, we can oh make gosh. a reel out of it? I'm Let's so do down. It. Because I'm actually terrible at hurdles. Yes. So this could be a race. I'm probably pretty good at the hurdles. <laughs> yeah, you're way more flexible. But you are very flexible. I'm faster, so you're true. more flexible. I, so because this the, could be a race. Dude, Let's. We're, we got to... We were talking about this earlier because, like, you know, we just do the podcast right now. We do a little bit of the, the old ticky talk, you know, the Chinese propaganda. We're trying yeah. to poison your minds with our parenting ideologies and make you comedy spies. But that's neither here nor there. Uh-huh. We need to start doing more like exercise content. Let's do it. We, like, when you go out, we need to do the hurdles. We need to do the 400. You guys are going to see me throw up. Well, our first exercise content was you talking about shitting your pants and doing a downward dog pose out of the bed. <laughs> That's the greatest intro I could ever imagine. You know, <laughs> ever, to the, ever. To the exercise, you know, ever. social media space. Yes. Here we go. This is the start. So, this um, is the start. We, well, are, we a- are getting long. So, yeah, let's hear Sierra's. I don't know, oh. but I want to get to this debate real quick. Oh, okay. So you're passing on yours? I Okay, let me just think. I don't really have one on the top of my head. I mean, I'm you a can person just bring who, it to the next episode. All right, all right, I'll bring it to the next episode, but I have a debate. Yeah, Corlin's falling apart, so let's get this yeah. debate. All right. Uh, okay, so Barrett. I We're doing a two-minute debate? Yep, two-minute okay. debate. And that's it, because we got to yep. wrap this puppy yep. up. All right, Barrett, I know you don't use TikTok, but right now there's a debate going on on there so right now costco if you didn't know has a policy on their returns their returns are that you can basically return something like whenever so this girl on tiktok returned her two and a half year old couch that she had bought from costco returned it after it had been used her animals had been on it she just didn't want it anymore so she took it to costco and costco accepted it now people online are agreeing with her because they're saying that costco's return policy that is what it is. So if they honor it, you can do it because that is what it is. So if they had a po- if their policy was that oh after a year you can't return it, okay, but there you have a lifelong one. 
Now, a lot of people didn't know this, so a lot of people are like, that's immoral, that's wrong. Like, you used it for two and a half years, but then pe some people are on the other side. So I want you guys to argue one of the sides, but you don't get to pick what side you get. Okay, let's, how are we going to, you got, you, like, you understand it, right? Do yeah. That, okay, um, so how do you want to pick I'm going to do flip a coin. All right, so. Flip a coin. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to decide how it's decided still. Oh, okay, okay. So let's say if it's heads, I'll do. Um, let's just do it for you. Heads, you get to pick. I don't want to pick, though. Well, stop. So let's do, if it's heads, I'll do the, uh, I'm fighting for it's not moral. To return. Go for it. Okay, got that? All right. All right. It is, it's loading, tails. Okay. Okay, so I have to fight for it's not moral. Yep, and I'll fight for it is. I can lead this off um, because. You start the timer? Oh, <laughs> you better start the timer because <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make this a three hour episode. And then I want to hear and then you don't have to explain your reasoning like at the very end of this debate. But I want to hear your actual opinion. Okay. okay, wait, what was my what was my what was my argument? It's not You're, moral. It's not moral it's to not return moral a, to okay. return stuff so. after two years. Okay. Of using it. Yeah, it's this is kind of a funny topic. Are you, okay, you ready? Start? Go set. Go. Okay, it's kind of a funny topic because I used to work for Costco and I used to deal with this issue specifically so often um, and it, it was it's hilarious because I, I worked in what's called logistics. So people would order their new shit and they're they're crazy Costco people who all they order is they only order shit from Costco. And so these people yeah. would order their new couch, their new fridge, their new TV, their new dishwasher, and they would expect for us to pick up and refund them for their old shit that's you know that they ordered back in like cause some of these orders were like two thousand one. Like we had to oh open up like an old two thousand one. Yes, like an old like DOS ordering system that like barely works to access and see their orders and process them a return for some shit they paid for like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And this happened all the time. And people would literally get livid, like chew me the fuck out. And I was like, why are you returning this anyway? So I guess my position would be like, yeah, this is super amoral. Why are, we, why are you returning shit? It's used, abused. Like you don't deserve to have your money back. And then people would even argue that they're not getting enough back because it would be a 20 year old piece of shit. And like, we're sending them back. Like, you know, whatever they paid for 20 it's years. Costco they, just toss it. Of course, no. You just, you just throw it away. You start. You can't resell that. Yeah. You just throw it away. They they sell it as junk essentially to uh to another company. But yeah, I mean, why the fuck do you think that? I, I mean, like, why the fuck do you think that you're returning this and you're getting your money back? Like, you are such a piece of shit, dude. Like, come on. You, like, you're making somebody's life. You're making your life harder. Realistically, like the work that you have to do to get that money back is not worth it. Like, maybe if you've only had it for a year, maybe if you've had it for six months, like, I can see that return policy because there are mattresses, there are TVs that have two-year warranties. You know, so if you return it after that point in time, like, okay, maybe I understand it. Like, if it's completely trashed, uh, there should be a policy like, hey, like, if it's in good condition, we'll take it back. But if it's trashed, like, we're not going to give you any money back for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I used to do this all the time, and people would get livid, like, chew me the fuck out, like, curse me out, and... I didn't last very long in that job, but I would, that's, that's time everybody, but I, I would want to fucking just chew people out so bad, dude. Wait, side note, would you have to process their return after like 20 years? I didn't do that, um, oh. but I would have to essentially start the process and send them, send them to the right people. That's so crazy. yes, yes, I, I dealt with that all the time. And, it, and it would be every time that somebody wants to get a new fridge, they're returning the old one that they ordered from Costco. Oh. So this is not something new. This is something that Costco has always done. Oh. It's just a company policy and- that's people use it and abuse it. Right. You ready? Use for it? it and abuse it. Okay. That's your final. You argument. ready for okay. you? <clears throat> ready? And go. Use it and abuse it. 
<laughs> Sounds familiar. There's two types of people in this world, right? There's the man and there's the sheep. Yeah, I said it. The man. The man is the CEO of Costco. You know what the CEO of Costco's net worth is? It's actually not that much. It's $252 million. You know what you could buy for $252 million? Is that actually the That is generational wealth. Okay? So if I have a couch and I'm making, you know, an average salary in the United States for my demographic, I say fuck the man. Okay? Fuck that guy. Fuck Costco. Because they are completely capable of being customer service, customer friendly, put their customers first. That's what puts them ahead of people. That's what makes customers like me comfortable to buy at a company like Costco, knowing that down the line, I don't feel comfortable with this item. There was something wrong. I have the right to return it. Okay? You don't have to be mean about it. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm serious. I'm so fucking tired of the man. I'm so tired of these billion-dollar companies just fucking people over and not giving a shit about it. We actually had an, an issue. It's called Value Furniture. V-A-L-Y-O-U. Fuck that place. This is my debate. This is my debate. I just had to add that in. I All right, fucking thank hate you. That. Preach. Value Furniture. There's a guy, and he's the man. And the man thinks he makes all the fucking decisions. So they're not like Costco where they don't, they don't allow returns at all. They sold us a, probably like a, what, $500 couch, maybe? Yeah, something Five, like $600 couch. Kept getting postponed, postponed, postponed. I did some really deep research, and uh, that couch was never coming. And I said, uh, fuck the man. Damn it. Just finish this, quickly finish yeah. the story real quick. But anyways, yeah, one. value furniture, biggest scam of all time. So they go, and I think what happened is, Pre, well, what happened is they blew up on TikTok, and their sales went up and like crazy. And influencers, everyone started posting them, and they couldn't keep up with the demand, so they were selling shit that they didn't have, and our shit was like on back order forever. And then we started doing research, and people weren't getting their stuff for like half a year, and they still didn't get it, and they wouldn't let you cancel it. When you go to cancel it, they say they can give you a store credit, and it's like, whoa, no. I never got the item. I'm canceling that. Like, well, if you purchase the item, you're not getting your money back. I said, yes, the fuck I am. And I, I like threatened them and shit. And I got my money back. But so many people, if you look up value furniture online, they never cut their money back. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. So yeah, they're basically selling stuff they didn't have. And then they end up just sending like different stuff to people. They're like, oh, you want this couch? No, we'll give you this couch. And like, oh, we hope they don't notice. And like, obviously they notice. And they like, we're trying to make them pay to return it. And like, oh, we can give you store credit. So it's like the worst company of all time, Value Furniture. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take an endorsement off them for it's not like value. If you look this up, it's not like value, like in a value like or something. Value, it's like yeah. V- V-A-L-Y-O-U. Yeah. Value. So, so on a different note, it, it, oh. it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that we brought this up because the only, just a little information on Costco. The only reason they offer that policy with the – guaranteed returns no matter how long you've had it is because they don't really make any money off of the furniture they don't really make any money off the appliances that they sell like the margins that they the profits they make off that are so slim that they don't care if you return it because they're literally making practically no money by selling this to you and so what they really make all their money off of are the membership cards because it it costs like 60 120 a year to be a member at costco yeah that's that is all of their profits 
So it, it, that's the only reason why they offer it because there's a there's a buy-in to even get a membership there because they're they're making ninety five ninety eight percent of all their profits just off of that yearly membership. So are you four people returning it? Well, that's why they offer it because they they don't care if you buy it or if you return it. Like all they care is if you have a membership. Like that's that's what they make their money off. Because I mean, you know, it costs them nothing to offer a membership, right? You know, like right. like it's yeah, it's zero investment. Like if you pay yeah. them one hundred twenty dollars for the one year membership. That's pure profit for them. They don't have yeah. to invest in anything. Yeah. So that's why they offer that policy. Of so the furniture returns. is kind of covered through your membership. You're, te- you're kind of buying a couch and not even that's, realizing. That's their kind of idea behind it. Like, oh, that's very like interesting. Pure, you know, they'll, they'll essentially do anything just to make sure that you're I learned something new today. Sierra, did you know that? And it, did you, was that a factual number with the CEO? Yes, 252 no, million. No, I didn't know yes. that. Because when I worked there, the whole thing behind the CEO is like the, the, the big thing behind that is they always hire their CEO from within. And the CEO, the, his annual salary is usually only a few hundred grand, which... No, no, no. The CEO overlooks all Costco. Are you talking about, like, the owner of Costco? Yeah. Like, the family that owns it? Yes. Oh, CEO, okay. like, Jelinski or something. Something like that. Maybe that. Maybe it's, like, the family That's actually the man. owns it. But I'm like talking the, about the average Joe that lives in a Popka that I'm talking about the Costco. CEO, the chief executive officer, the whole the idea... The CEO is the guy that runs the whole thing. Well, yes, but he doesn't necessarily own the company. You know what I'm saying? So We're talking th- about two different positions. <laughs> they're not, you know. So it's I'm like, talking about the man. It's like the general manager of the 49ers, and then the family that owns the 49ers. Yeah. you know. So that's that's kind of like yeah. maybe that's what you're the talking York about. York family is much much richer than John Lynch. It, bingo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole thing with uh, when you were at Costco is like, oh, you can work your way up and become the CEO. That was, you know, it, oh. it was a good company to work for, but you can't get a set schedule. Your mm. schedule revolves. You you have a new schedule every single week. Be careful so. about talking about schedulers. <laughs> what? All right, we should wrap this up, and I'll stop talking shit about Costco before they yeah. show up. With Wait, a do you would you uh, return it or not? The two, what's your side? What's your actual side, real quick? I'm too fucking lazy. But do you agree with the person returning it, or do you think it's immoral? I'm gonna, say, in my actual opinion, I'm gonna say yes. Like, if you offer that policy, then you know what you're getting into. Okay. Like, if Take somebody advantage of it, yeah, if somebody returns a dishwasher that's 25 years old, like. That's your fucking fault for offering that. But then again, they've had a membership for 25 years. So, hey, something's working out They for paid you. for it. Since That's what your I'm saying. Side? Yeah. Yeah, return it. Fuck them. Fuck right. the man. Yeah, eat shit, Costco. Yeah. Fuck you. Oh. Oh, shit. We're dead.